Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today we throw you a new bone, new people from Tampa Bay you've never heard from before. What a privilege it is to have Bob and Sue Rorlock with us in the studio. Bob is... Am I saying your last name right? You are saying it right. Okay. Bob is the president and CEO of the Greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce, and his lovely bride is joining him because I want the woman's perspective on this as well, because there's always two sides to every story, but we're here to talk about, hey, how can you be a Christ follower and be the president and CEO of a huge chamber of commerce right here in Tampa Bay? And of course, I'm joined at my right side today by my beautiful bride, Martha. Bob and Sue, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. I sure hope you feel that way at the end of the show. (laughs) You know, it says in 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And if you ever talk about what a chamber of commerce does, it's that. So many people with so many gifts working together to help each other, to serve one another. That's what a chamber is all about. I mean, a chamber is bringing about all of those talents together and networking and utilizing each other in order to grow your own business. Right. And, uh, you know, I honestly, in Minnesota, never got involved in chambers of commerce. I don't know why. 
I just didn't even know about them. Didn't understand the function. I thought they just wanted money so they could put a plaque on my front door. I really didn't understand. I'm just being honest because that, apparently that's all they ever did to my business. Say, hey, buy a, buy a plaque. Give us 200 bucks. I'm like, why? I don't understand. Now I understand. I'm just saying. Good. I do understand. I, I've had the privilege of being involved in several different chambers here in Tampa Bay. And I actually have, well, one of my four, I got my former company involved in your chamber over there in Tampa, and it's been a great experience for him. So, okay, before we get started with our conversation today, I really want to hear from your hearts. First, how is Christ making an impact on your life today? So, Bob, start us off so, so that Sue can, you know, see what you say so that she doesn't say the same thing. But just how is Jesus making an impact on your life today? I think the biggest way is just keeping grounded. Uh, keeping the focus on what the priorities are, not getting caught up in the the worldly things that can come with a job like this. Uh, it's great when we can share them with friends or with family, but we don't count on them. We don't look for them. We don't ask for them. If they don't come, fine. But God is able to work. Uh, like do what he wants, but but he's able. He works with us and with our family, with our friends. Of just keeping the focus on him and keeping us keeping the main thing the main thing and not letting the worldly side of the job get control of what's going on. Because there's a lot of power and prestige with your position. Obviously, everybody wants to be your friend so that they'll figure that you'll make the right connections for them within the chamber. So there's a lot of that. It's almost like the internal lobbying within the chamber that people could try to to do that with you. you know, Sue and I used to joke in a, uh, when I was at a different job uh, that had, had a lot of things coming out all the time. And I said, you know, they're not interested. I show her my business card and I said, they're not interested in this guy. They're interested in this title. And we need to remember that. Uh, and what we can do with that title, great, fine. But let's not remember that it's not about the title. Uh, so that worked when our boys were small and we were taking them to things, letting them understand that they were accountable for their behavior and what was going on as well. But it helped us always remember that's nice and this is the career field I'm in, that's nice and God's got us here for a reason, but don't get all caught up in that title under the name. Yeah, God takes away titles. If, it, if we get caught up in it, he tends to take away those <laughs> <Right>. titles. <laughs> Sue, right. Sue right. talk about how, how is Jesus making an impact on your life? I have known the Lord since I was in college. I accepted him into my life. And every day, it's just it's like opening up a brand new package. The more that I read his word and the more that I want to know him, the more I want to read his word and the more mm-hmm. I want to know him. It's like every day is just a, such a gift from the Lord. And being here in, or in Tampa now uh, with my husband um, is such a blessing because I'm able to spend more time with him. I know you'll get into that a little bit later. Spend more time with him and he and I actually are doing for the very first time a Bible study together. Well, it's kind of together. It's called Bible Study Fellowship. It's an international program. And of course, the men meet separately. uh, The women meet separately. However, we're doing the same study. We're reading the same questions. We're reading the same scripture. And we're able to talk about that. And it's really been a blessing. Um, And we have never done that before. And we've been married over 25 years. So that is great. And just the Lord is just um, really just showing me that he is in control and he has a plan and he is such a gracious Hmm. and mighty God. 
Amen to that. Now, this year, BSF is studying Moses. The is life, that, of Moses. Yes. life of Moses. Yeah. I heard that. Yes. I, have, I have one of our sponsors, Luke and Dave, and Dave and Luke from Crossplan Money Management. Dave has mm. been beating me over the head trying to get me to go. But it's Monday <laughs> it's night. Monday night. Yeah. Monday night. <laughs> and right. and I That's think it's right. the, like the fellowship hour starts at 6 o'clock, and I'm, and I'm still <laughs> right. here at 6 o'clock. That's right. So, we let our leaders know we weren't going to be there tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Very good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. All right. So do you guys anybody want to say hi to tonight before we get started with our conversation? Well, you know, the um, uh, our boys, uh, if they're able to pick it up, our son, Bobby. Well, did uh, you tell them how to use the AM side of the did, radio? We did. explain all that. We wrote it down. Because kids under 30, they have no idea. <laughs> What's AM? I, I spoke at Clearwater <laughs> Christian College on Friday, and I had to introduce them to the AM dial. Yeah. They had no idea what that was. <laughs> uh, but our oldest son, Bobby, uh, is here in Tampa Bay with us. Uh, our middle son, Stephen, graduates from the Citadel uh, in May. Mm. Uh, and our youngest son, Tommy, is a freshman at FSU. So to the boys, hello. So hello, boys. <laughs> Fabulous. They're spread out, and they will be able to listen to this on on iTunes on our podcast. We actually podcast all that the shows. That they'll know how to do. That they will know how to say, hey, it's a podcast. Just look for I work for him. They'll get it done. And they explain awesome. it to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, Bob, your roadmap to becoming the president of a very large chamber of commerce. In fact, I don't know if it's the largest, but I think it is the largest chamber of commerce in Tampa Bay, the greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce. It's an interesting one. Yeah, this isn't the first time you have been part of the Greater Tampa Chamber, but you ended up back there now running the Tampa right. Chamber. So to right. talk about that story a little bit, how'd you end up with this job? It's a really only God could do kind of story. Um, <laughs> uh, I was a year out of, out of school, and I was um, uh, working in Melbourne, and I got called to come interview for a job working in the economic development department at this chamber. And I thought, there's no way they're going to hire me, but I'll come do it just to make contacts. Uh, and I drove over from Melbourne, got off the interstate, got lost in downtown. I stopped to get my bearings. <laughs> it's four blocks wide. How do you get lost downtown Tampa? <laughs> it was a long time ago. But anyway. It was, okay, so then it was three blocks I, wide. I stopped literally in front of where our office is today. And I thought, I want this job. I like this town. I want to be here. So in a matter of three blocks, I changed my strategy uh, on applying for the job. Um, and wound up getting the job to be a business recruiter at the time. Uh, during that five-year window, Sue and I met, got married. We left uh, to go take a job working in the State Department of Commerce, came back, and I ran what was called the Committee of 100. Uh, that was We had two boys at the time, and then our third son showed up. And uh, it was really an interesting time because I wound up losing my job at the chamber. Uh, we left, and it's a long story, kind of like Moses in 40 years. Uh, <laughs> wandering in the wilderness. Wandering around. Uh, to even a point where I said, I don't ever want to go back to Tampa. Mm. But uh, <laughs> oh, He told the Lord he wasn't going back to Tampa. Uh, you know that's why you ended up back in Tampa. Uh, I, we all know, don't tell the Lord no. That's right. Well, I told Sue, I literally, on, on any map, Tampa, Hillsborough County was a black spot. I didn't want to go back. Uh, but we were working in, in Orlando, and this job came up, and the economy was going bad. I thought, you know, we shouldn't do this. We should play it safe, play it safe. Again, something you don't tell God. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> I kept telling yeah. Sue, play it safe. I'm going to drop out of the process, uh, the interview process. I'm going to tell him, no, 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 we need to stay put. And she kept saying, well, just go to the next step. We'll just see what happens. We'll just see what happens. Finally went through it, and I got the job offer. And I couldn't decide what to do. Um, we talked to our pastor at our church in Orlando. 
Where are you guys going to church over in Orlando? Uh, First Baptist Orlando. So that small little church. That's right. That's right. Small, church right. Uh, which also has a school where Sue was teaching and our boys went. Uh, and the pastor, David, you said, you should do what I did when I was considering moving from West Monroe, Louisiana to Orlando. He came over without telling anybody, and he prayer walked the church grounds. And he goes, you should go do that. And so I did. I came over to Tampa on a Saturday and walked around downtown thinking nobody would be in downtown. And they had the cyclorama going on. So there were thousands of people and bicycle <laughs> races going on. But I walked around on my own. Uh, I prayed over the county uh, um, administration building. I prayed over City Hall. I prayed over the chamber building. And my question just said, God, what do you want me to do? I just kept repeating that over and over and over for hours. And all of a sudden I realized I had shifted from, God, what do you want me to do? To God, I can't do this without you. And didn't even realize I had shifted. Mm -hmm. And that hit me, and it literally stopped me walking in my tracks. Uh, I was on the bridge on Kennedy Boulevard. And so then it was, okay, is this okay? Let's do this. So I got home, and our oldest son, who then was in, I think, about to start high school. No, no, no. he he was about to graduate. He was going to be a senior. Right. And he looked at me all excited and goes, what did he tell you? And that, that helped me feel good that, you know, our son is focused and believing God's going to speak to my dad and tell him what to do. So I said, well, he, he, I told him the story, the question changing to, I can't do it without you. And then for five years, I commuted over back and forth, and now we're here. So, Sue, during that process, because this is a big deal, you guys have a house in Orlando. Of course, you've got a job working at the school, at right. First Academy, I think is what you said, yes, okay? yes. which is at First Baptist Orlando. Yes. And that's is that a K-2 through 12th grade? It's pre-K through 12. Pre-K yes. through 12. All right. Yes. So you had a job there. You, uh, you boys were in high school, so there's no, yes. and he's going, that's great, Dad, you can have that job, but we're not moving, right? That's, that's what he said. Is that what he said? That's yeah, we, we promised the boys we weren't going to move them when we moved to Orlando. So that was mm. part of the reason for the commute, as well as the housing market being terrible. Mm. That was a great time to sell a house, 2000. <laughs> you, when did you move into Orlando? Uh, we moved there at the height of the market. Oh, so 2005? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, great. So you yeah. bought a house 2005, yeah. got a new job in Tampa, 2009. Yeah. Right. Perfect time yeah. to move. It was a great time, yeah. <laughs> Best way to ever lose, you know, two, $300,000 on a That's house. Right. <laughs> That's right. Fantastic. Yeah, so, and a little sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So the question then, Sue, is how did that impact you and the boys? How did that impact your marriage? Mm. The Lord is so faithful. And during that time, um, Bob and I prayed a lot. And he just shared that story with you about how he did the prayer walk. And, And prior to that, as a family, the five of us prayed before Bob even took that job. And knowing that the boys were okay with it, because Bob had positions prior to that where he traveled extensively, and there were times that he was gone for quite a quite a long period of time, and our boys um, knew that God was working in Bob's life and knew that this would be an opportunity for him. And when my husband knew that it was okay for those boys and for his wife that that it was okay with us for him to go and take that job i think that gave him the freedom as well as obviously the lord showing him that that's where he should be and so it was um it was hard on the nights that he would have a late a late meeting and the next morning he would have a board meeting Uh, those times were difficult because i wouldn't see him but he would stay over in tampa those nights and of course the boys wouldn't see him as well but our boys are very active active boys they were in sport and so the days would just fly by they really would be fast and my husband would be being the super dad he is he would come back as often as he could Uh, our kids played lacrosse they played football they played uh, golf and they're um, being in a 
small private Christian school, they got we got to travel a lot, maybe to Melbourne or, oh gosh, all sorts of different places uh, outside of Orlando. And Bob would come and would make as many of those as he could. And so our marriage stayed strong during that time because I would see Bob, even though we wouldn't see him much, but I would see him and the boys would see him as well. So that was a big, bless- a big blessing. That's awesome. It, it's important to involve the family in those discussions, yes. I think, too. And it yes. sounds like you were very open in your communication with them. So they knew what was going on and where you guys were as in your marriage. Well, it, it was really important that they know we gave them our word mm-hmm. when we moved to Orlando. We weren't going to move them until they got out of school. So how we went through that process, they had to be a part mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. and be comfortable with the decision. We were the parents, they're the children, Mm -hmm. but if I didn't set the example on keeping your word, what were they going to be like then and what kind of men would they become? So Mm -hmm. that was important that we honor what we had said to them. That's powerful. That's very powerful. I think it's important to be looking at the future and what they're going to be as men, too, and how you want them to keep their word and to... But the communication is huge. That's awesome. Right. All right, when we come back, I really would like to talk to you about the, it couldn't have all been a bed of roses. I want to talk about some of the struggles, you know, because I did that commute up and down I-4 for five years, mm-hmm. too, and I know it wasn't a bed of roses, mm-hmm. and, and you didn't have to go all the way to Pinellas County on the beaches, but it still was ugly, I'm sure. I want to talk about some of those things, but listen, all right, it's time for a book highlight segment brought to you, as always, by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for almost 30 years. Next month, next Martha. Month. 30 year anniversary next month. I'm going to be 30. Oh, no, the store's 30. <laughs> Baby, you don't look a day over 30. Thanks, you're sweet. Located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo, their 2,400-square-foot stores open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop. C-H-A-R-I-S dot com. Be the first person to call into the studio line at 855-265-2929. That's 855-265-2929. And I'll send you a copy of the book we're highlighting today, Compliments of My Wife Martha and Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book highlight today is Halftime, written by Bob Buford. Yes, this is one of my favorite books of all time because it was this book that shifted my paradigm and helped me recognize that my workplace was my mission field. A short explanation. This book led me to that shift. It's all about that shift from pursuing a life of significance to pursuing, excuse me, from pursuing a life of success to pursuing a life of significance. It's a step of faith. It's allowing God to take your workplace and turn it into your mission field. You got to get a copy of this book. If you, I've got tons of copies to give away this year because I had a couple of friends buy them for me for Christmas to give away. You need to get a copy of this book. If you're seeking the Lord in your workplace and what's the next step, this is a perfect book for you. So call into the studio line, 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929 and remember, you need to read this book Don't Wait for the Movie Read the book Don't wait for the movie Read the book Don't wait for the movie Alright, we're back live and in studio with Bob and Sue Rorlach from the Greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce and my wife Martha. We're talking about the impact really of Bob's jobs on Bob's family, but as being a, a president and CEO of a huge chamber, how many members you got in the cha- Greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce now? 1,300. 1,300. At one time, I heard that there were, back, I, I met somebody that was in the Greater Tampa Chamber back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. He said there was like 15,000 members. Is that possible? Well, I don't know if it was that high. When I worked for the chamber in the 80s. Okay, so that was close. It was up to about 5,000, but that's back when Florida allowed 
chambers to do group insurance. They since have outlawed that oh. in the state of Florida. Okay, uh, so right. people so joined in order just to, to do get the, the insurance. Group insurance. They, yeah, they weren't involved. In that was way. a great idea. It was a great idea, <laughs> <laughs> but it's outlawed. So, but it's been outlawed. So, so it was too good of a deal. So they exactly. eliminated it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it worked. So they couldn't let it continue. Yeah, no, that was too good. All right, really quick, we're heading into a break. But just mm-hmm. to start up on the struggles, Sue, that you and Bob faced with your family, maybe in your marriage, some of the things that made it difficult. You commuted for five years, right? Mm-hmm. Five years back and forth on I four the second deadliest highway in the country. (laughs) Number two. It's not number one. Mm. Number two. Bob, I I know that you saw amazing things on that road. (laughs) Every day. Because every day I saw amazing things on my five years driving. When uh, People hear me on this show talk about the stupid is overwhelming in Florida, and it's demonstrated on <laughs> Ulmerton in Pinellas County on an I-4 in Florida. The stupid just rains. I mean, I mm-hmm. saw amazing things, yes. but that's beside the point. We're not really hoping for it to get to number one. I mean, that's not right. one of those things that you're really hoping to improve right. the rating. That's but the best rating. thing they ever did about I, with I-4 is put those steel cables. You, I started commuting when the steel cables weren't there. Mm-hmm. Now they stop people from going across right. the center median. Right. <laughs> I got in one of those 20-mile five-hour backups on I-4 once because somebody crossed the median and died. And mm. that was the longest day of my yeah. life. Because yeah. you just shut the car off and go. I have done that. Well, what are you going to do? the window, get work done. You're not going yeah, anywhere. That's right. Oh, okay. I talk too much. We're, <laughs> we're coming to the break. All right. We're having a very special show today. We've got Bob Warlock, the president and CEO of the Greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce, and his wife, Sue. And we're talking about the impact of his prestigious position <laughs> on their marriage and on their boys. And just want him to give a chance to be real in front of thousands and thousands of people here in Tampa Bay. So, Bob and Sue, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad to be here. All right, so Sue, I was asking that question mm-hmm. before the breaks, and then I talked about I-4 for some ridiculous reason. <laughs> Talk about the struggles that were brought on by mm-hmm. the change in this position. You, you're well-established in Orlando, mm-hmm. and, and, and God is calling you back to Tampa because mm-hmm. Bob said, I don't want to go. So that's why God <laughs> was calling you. So w- were there any struggles? Again, knowing that it was the Lord's will for him to be there, we were good with that. I think the struggles came in when we would have liked to have him home at night when he wasn't home at night, uh, when uh, we would be watching one of those golf matches, lacrosse matches, football games without dad there. And But they were few and far between because Bob really did his very best to get to everything that he could for his boys. I think that, um, you know, as I was sharing with you earlier, just a couple times, and I think toward the end, I actually I know toward the end, uh, he was very, very tired. And he would, as we would go to the functions with the boys, and maybe he would go to just things throughout Orlando, I felt like he wasn't quite as engaged as he normally would be because he's... He's a very engaging kind of guy, and he's a wonderful man. But he was, I didn't realize how tired my husband really was. And I'd be like, gosh, Bob, why aren't you talking? How come you're not engaging in this? How come, you know? But now I know, looking back, he was absolutely exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I, not that that's not a complaint. It's just that that was, you know, I was like, hey, where's my husband? Mm-hmm. And he was giving so much of his time and his energy to the road, the I-4 piece that you just talked about, and to his job during the day and to volunteers and all the things that you do when you're with the Chamber of Commerce that um, sometimes he was just, he didn't have it to to pour into um, getting very uh energetic with his family but that doesn't mean that 
he did he was a, he was he did a great job with those five years mm-hmm. and um so how did you guys talk through that though i mean because those are tough because i, I understand the tiredness so how did you mm-hmm. talk through because you still have married discussions you need to have you right. still have yeah. disciplined discussions because you got three boys i'm sure yeah. they weren't disciplined for years um mm-hmm. you, you had so you have marital discussion you have money discussions you have all these different discussions yeah. how did you deal with that bob well you know a lot of it we would take advantage of okay i'm in the car for an hour and a half if we're fortunate so we would mm-hmm. talk while I was in the car and care, cover a lot of that. Yeah. It's not you a, had good Bluetooth in your car. Yes, it's not, I know. I knew exactly <laughs> where a call was going to drop. Uh, uh, but it's not as good as being present and looking right. each other in the eye and, and having that kind of conversation. But we we would take advantage of that. Sue's teaching. She would work late because the boys had practices, so she would get her work done. So she was staying at school late. Hmm. But on the weekend, when I finally would wake up from <laughs> trying to catch up, it was talking then and spending time then. I really didn't want to do things and going out at night cause, on the weekends because it was just tired. But we would do some things, go yeah. grab a bite or something like that and try. Mm-hmm. I'm married to a woman who... <laughs> We'll say, we need to chat, we need to talk, I need to communicate, I need you to communicate with me, and I'll know, okay, I just muster it up, let's go. We gotta, <laughs> when you need, I'm still a husband, I still have those responsibilities. So that would happen, and we would do that. Uh, I loved when the, the two were playing football, because that's every Friday night, I could work my schedule, and it seemed like every away game was on the East Coast, not on the West Coast of the state, <laughs> so that was harder. Lacrosse was really tough, because games were all during the week, and they were all over the place, from Fort Pierce to over here. Mm-hmm. It was tough. Uh, and then golf usually was a weekend thing. Uh, so we would try to schedule as best we could, but as much as God blessed and watched over our marriage and our family watched over me driving mm. he really blessed me for five years with a board that would say you run the chamber of commerce for tampa we will be patient while you live somewhere else but come to work every day that should not have happened but mm. they were very understanding well, everybody here knew that, that there's no way you were selling your house so <laughs> i mean they all knew that so but it, the only people didn't understand that was the people in washington dc those right, are the only people right. didn't understand. but I, I never hit it from people did make it a topic of, mm-hmm. com- topic of conversation right. and I always explained to the leadership coming in each year this is what's going on mm-hmm. and my goal was that it did not impact work but then also do my impact family so did you guys have regular I mean you, you talked about your communication time did you guys have regular prayer time together it, we did but I think like everybody else you struggle for it to be better uh, and more consistent um, uh, but we do pray a lot together. Uh, a lot of regular time, you know, scheduling, not scheduling, but okay, let's do this now. Trying to get it where all the boys would be home too, to have them mm-hmm. in on it, which is really tough when you're dealing with teenagers and their schedules and their mm-hmm. sports, and then they start working. Those teenage years are not busy at all. Not it's at just, all. It's like, it's like a ongoing vacation. And the, I mean, it really is. And the, <laughs> with, with teaching now, with all the kids' grades online, Sue really gets more emails and more people wanting to talk to her than I would get. Mm-hmm. Just people wanting her right now. My little child wants. I want your attention now. Uh, <laughs> You've got fifteen hundred members, and she had more. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it was. It was just that our schedules didn't complement a lot, but we would make time to do that. Mm-hmm. And it was. It would. Quite honestly, there were times we'd be praying, and it'd be like one of us is nudging the other one to stay awake while we're doing it because we were so tired. 
but let me just even bring it up to just yesterday. Uh, Bob and I were um, doing some things on Sunday afternoon, and we got a text from our youngest son who's had some back issues. And that's where I just, I'm so blessed to be married to a man who loves the Lord, because when Tommy texted us some information, we're like, oh boy. I said, Bob, we need to pray right now. And that's the blessing of being married to um both being believers where you can stop and drop and you just pray because that's the glue that holds that marriage mm-hmm. together. And then we could then take that and say, Tommy, we just prayed for you. We're down in our face. We're down on our knees praying for your back. God's got this. Mm-hmm. So, so you guys finally got to move here in Tampa. You, you mm-hmm. sold the house in Orlando. No. no. Well, you still own no. the house still, in Orlando. Still, we, we, hey, there's a house for sale in Orlando. <laughs> Preacher, brother. Where, what city is it in? Uh, it's, it's in Orlando. It's in, in the um, uh, Bay Hill. What exit here. off I-4? 74. Exit 74. <laughs> so just past Sand Lake Road. All exit 74. Tory Pines. Nice. Tory. Okay, so there's a house. If you'd like to find out more about that house, just, just email Bob at the at the uh, Tampa Bay, oh, I did it in the Greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce. I did really good up you until one point in time. Okay. All right. So, really, it's still we're, not sold we're yet? Rent, still not we're sold. renting. You're we're renting. We're renting. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. The economy's getting... There's, the economy's already recovered. Didn't you know that? I read, I read that in the news. Yeah, <laughs> <I read> the <laughs> but they still okay. moved to Tampa. Yeah, so, you got a house in Tampa. Yes. All right. Renting. And, and, and you're thinking you're coming here. Your dad moved in with you, Sue. Yes. And you're going to just take care of him. And, yes. and then this last six months, the last eight months, were pretty tough. They've yeah. been... Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, we we moved here um, in June and July, and my hus- my husband moved in in June, and then my father moved in with us in July, and our oldest son moved back because he graduated from USF. So we told him free rent at the parents' house. So he came back <laughs> to live with us for just a. Did you give a him a chore while. list though? If he came oh, back for free rent, he, he he does. He he holds his own. He's he's a wonderful young man. But anyway, uh, both of my husband husband's dad and my dad passed away within 11 days of each other just a couple of months ago so mm-hmm. life has been um it's been a, a bit interesting but god is faithful he has sustained us he mm-hmm. is our help and our strength mm-hmm. and i don't know but i don't know my uh, i don't know what we would do if we didn't know the lord jesus mm-hmm. we might be a jumping off a roof yeah. somewhere <laughs> during those 11 days both our dads had been ill for a while but they both took significant turns for the worst about the same time uh and my dad up in south carolina passed away and sue was there by me supporting me dealing with that first parent i had lost uh and we knew her dad was ill he was in the hospital when my dad passed and i remember walking into the hospital room we realized this is it for her Mm -hmm. dad and just saying you were there for me i'm now here for you and we just prayed and that got us through it we we were We've, we're there together to focus on God and deal with what was happening. Uh, and I, that drew us closer together. And, mm. and we've talked about the, okay, we know we're adults, we have children, we have all the responsibilities, all that, we get it, we get it. It's not like we're just becoming adults, but we're now the generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's part of life, and we need to accept that. Uh, and our boys were with us uh, uh, both times, uh, coming home from school and just being there. So it drew our family closer together. I would never want to experience that again. I would never have asked for that before it happened. But we're better having gone through that because we were there together. Mm. Anytime we've had something like that, it's it's pulled us together when we were trying yeah. to get closer together. So there was no resistance to it. But 
if there could be a blessing in having two dads die so close together, it was full of blessing. And how amazing, though, in God's timing that you were together mm-hmm. here in Tampa during yes. this little season. Yes. You yes. know, that you weren't still doing the commute, that you weren't living separate, right. you know, because right. of the job, that you were closer mm-hmm. and yes. had this home, Amen. you know, that was <laughs> that you were able to be yes. together in. And, yeah. and That's God, awesome. God worked Thank it out. You. It was mm-hmm. when my dad took his turn for the worst. It was the perfect week for me to just walk away from my job. Hmm. Uh, I, I, there was something else scheduled for me to be out of the country. <laughs> How is that even possible well, in, in your job? I was supporting our economic development council. They went on a, uh, a trip out of the country. I was supposed to be on that trip. So my calendar was open, except he's going to be out of town. He won't be here. So I let him know, I'm sorry, I can't go on the trip. That was fine. And then I just got in the car and went up to South Carolina wow. to be with my brother and mm. my mom. And it, it just, I, there was no worry of mm-hmm. it. And it was just a perfect God thing that mm-hmm. he worked he out as he and, took yeah. that home. So you, you, you've got a very high profile position. I mean, mm-hmm. really in Tampa proper, you know, you've got 1,500 members mm-hmm. of the Greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce. So, you, you know, everybody knows the president and CEO. They're, they're the ones that you throw darts at. Well, they all, I mean, it's just like, well, you're the guy that's, if there's, if they're upset, they talk to you. If they're happy, they always talk to somebody else, it seems like. <laughs> How <That's> your impression. <laughs> well, I mean, am I wrong? No, not really. Okay, that's what I figured. All right, so how have you been able to use that position and, and, and treat it like a mission field? Um, there's, we deal with all people, all types of personalities, oh, yeah. all backgrounds people come from in the job. Um it, the biggest struggle for me is when, okay, I'm going to have to make a hard decision here. I know this person isn't going to like what I have to say and the decision we're making. And I always think, if I made this decision with my pastor sitting next to me, would I, would he have to pull me back? Would he say, wait a minute? Or would it be sound to do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, as I'm thinking through, I I believe I'm staying true to my faith and true to my commitment but try to picture, okay, somebody here is with me and they're going to call me on it. So that helps a lot. The, the, in dealing with people, I'll make sure that I stay consistent. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing, staying consistent. You know, you'll be in some meetings and out of the blue, someone will start rolling with, with foul language. Uh, and it doesn't, there's no reaction to it. They just, they just go. And, I, and it always startles me. Like, what makes you think I'd be okay with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then someone else might pick up on it. So what? Really? Wow. I thought we were having a good conversation. But when when do we steer there? Um, uh, and Sue and I talk about um, traveling uh, when I'm out of town for work and how to act when you're out of town. And I'm usually the boring guy that I go to the meetings during the day and then I go back to my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, and so it's just <laughs> being consistent. The underlying tone is there and everybody else goes out and parties. It, right. Okay. Not everybody, but there are some yeah, that do and don't participate in that. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a really good friend when I was in the economic development side, uh, who runs the Lakeland Economic Development, uh, uh, Steve Scruggs, if he's listening. Hey, Steve. But uh, uh, he <laughs> and I would be the, the type, we'd go to dinner, uh, and then we'd go back to our rooms. Go, we got to go. i got to call my wife. Yeah, i got to call my wife, too. Uh, so it, the, the Christians will be drawn together, and it almost becomes a self-accountability. And I've been to some conferences where we would start to do a morning uh, devotion just a five minutes before everything would start. And it's interesting because you post it on the the message board for the conference, then there's always somebody part of the administration side that comes along to see what are these people doing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so once they see you're not, you know, pounding people on the head with Bibles, they leave you alone. They don't come back. No, I mean, well, that's that's it. I, I know that you're not a Bible thumper, as they would call them, but you've, I'm sure, have had opportunities 
opportunities to be real with people at sure. times of need. When we come back from our break, just love for you to be able to share maybe some examples of how you've been used as a minister in this workplace. Because I, I know in the chamber, I, I've been involved in two different chambers for a number of years. There's a lot of opportunities, and I was just a member. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I felt like I, I felt like I was uh, you know like the the minister within the chamber because people would come to me with issues. You're mm-hmm. the president; people know about your faith. I, I would love to be able to hear some of those sure. stories. You know, what are some examples of how you've been able to be, you know, chaplain within the Greater Tampa Chamber <laughs> of Commerce? How have you been used as a minister within the chamber? It, there are a lot of different things that will come up, and people just ask, "How do you deal with it? How do, what do you do here? How do you handle that there?" Uh, at this chamber, how we have made our management decisions and and trying to turn the chamber around, which we did uh, six years ago, have been questions of how did you get there? And I'll, we'll talk about the business side, but also talk about there was a lot of prayer in this as well. This was a scary thing to go through, so sharing with people here's how I go through my process has been the opportunity that's come up uh, to talk with people about things uh, when Sue and I've done uh, a couple mission trips together with the family mm, cool. and people realizing you're you're out of the office what do you do you go on vacation where were you I was, well yeah we were on vacation we were in Haiti for 10 days uh, <laughs> everybody goes to Haiti exactly for <laughs> uh, five Haiti. star resorts what right there in there? Haiti but then you start telling people what you did in Haiti and how you know, it was awful it's 90 degrees at night it's hot as it can be out there we're, you're, we're working in heat that's really bad but it was the best thing we've ever done mm. and, and you did that as a family uh, yes. One of our sons couldn't go, yeah, okay. but four the four of us, of us went. Yes. Uh, and then he didn't like that he didn't go, so then he went to the DR. So He's like, gotta go to me. Yeah, but, but the DR is like a five-star exactly. resort compared yes. to 80. That's true. Yes. That's true. Yeah. But it was uh, uh, the, the first time we went to Haiti, uh, we weren't back long at all. And I told Sue, I said, I, I got to go back. I, I just he go was back, back within not even Couple six months. months. Yeah. 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 yeah, There's a lot of incredible work there. So, so tell me this: you guys, you have a high profile position in Tampa. How? What have been some of the things that have, have been very important that you guys set down as standards for your marriage in order to protect your marriage, protect your relationship, protect protect your faith? Because there's a lot of temptations that come with mm-hmm. high profile. So, what are some of the things that you that have that have touched you about that, that what you have held, had put in place? prayer, much prayer uh, over my husband. And there's, I love to pray for him in Proverbs 31. And uh, there is a line in there in the scripture, it says that my husband will be respected at the city gates. Mm -hmm. And I prayed that for Bob because really um, he is in that position for him to either be respected or not to be respected, depending, of course, on who you're speaking to. And so I pray that over him quite diligently. The Lord has laid that on me. Um, and for us just to continue to communicate now that I, the blessing of being here in Tampa is that I can actually be with him at these events. Honestly, in five plus years, about five and a half years, I probably went to what five things with you and it's only because they would be late at night and I just could not get back up and do my next day without you know I'm just kind of I can't go to that with you Um, but while he is gone or was gone the trust issue I want to speak on that the trust issue of trusting my husband knowing that he was where he said he would would be and that he would be doing the things that I thought he would be doing versus not trusting him is huge in a marriage and we both knew that that 
we both know that we trust each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that I am here in Tampa with Bob, it's really wonderful to be able to spend some time with him and to hang out with him and to meet these people. And they'll say, oh, you really do have a wife. <laughs> so did you guys go out, did you go out on a date? Did you go out on a date for Valentine's Day? We did. Where'd you go? We went out to dinner. See Season 52. <laughs> I, yes, season, every time I go to season 52, I walk out hungry. <laughs> of course, it's not health food. That's what you guys are both healthy people. That explains everything. I, I, I once met. It's like, I need two meals. Then. Yeah, I went there. I had the salmon plate at lunch, and they gave me a carrot. <laughs> like, I mean, it was it was an amazing meal, but I was hungry. I had to stop at Chick-fil-A on the way home. Okay. It's where she wanted to go, Jim. Very good. Oh, very good. Very Woo, fist pumping there. Okay. All right. Bob, any, any other things that you've intentionally put in place to protect your marriage to protect your relationship with Sue while in this high profile position? We take time to talk to each other. And, you know, it's not getting real deep and philosophical, but just talking about what's going on. You know, we kind of joke with it every day. She goes, how was your day? Busy. She goes, are you ever going to say your day wasn't busy? I said, well, no, there always are. And th- th- so Sue loved it being a teacher and what goes on with being teaching. I love my job. It is such a blessing to be doing what I'm doing and everything with it. The worst day at work is still a job that I love. But being able to now share it more with Mm. her, which really couldn't for five years, is making it even better now Mm. because we're we're in it together. She's she's knows a lot of the people that I would say we're doing this with this, that with that. So we're getting closer as the job's getting closer, and it, it, it's helping us just grow in our marriage and faith together because it, it's our job. That's awesome. All right, we're coming to the end of another I Work For Him show. I want to put out the I Work For Him challenge. I'm looking for a 1,000 people in Tampa Bay to take this challenge and start looking at their workplace like their mission field. I'm looking for a 1,000 people to start praying for their coworkers and employees, a 1,000 people to start looking for ways to reach outside to those employees and coworkers outside of work. I'm looking for a 1,000 people to start looking for ways Ways to serve their employees and serve their coworkers. I'm looking for a thousand people to start looking for ways to pray not only for people but with people. Mm. I'm looking for a thousand people to be the best and brightest example of a person in your position in your job. I'm looking for a thousand people in Tampa Bay to live a consistent witness at home, in your neighborhood, and your office, and to recognize that you are a Christ follower no matter where you are. I'm looking for the thousand people to contact me via email or Facebook. And let me know that you're willing to take that challenge. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.